This is PSU Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Rise and shine. <laughs> Rise and shine. You know, you do a good, you do a good uh, impression of her. I think that's the closest I've heard anyone sing it. You should really. I watched that clip of, of Kylie singing to Stormy, her mm-hmm. baby, in a terrible singing voice about yeah. 37 million times. <laughs> I just, I didn't ever see the full video, like what it's from and like when she posted it and like, did she know? I just, I want more details, I guess. Well, I mean, I don't want to like steer us off in a weird direction right (laughs) at the start before we can even open this. But so Kylie has been making these like weird long videos that are like day in the life. I'm a businesswoman. (laughs) So this was her giving a tour of like the Kylie Jenner cosmetics. Offices or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's like, "And this is Stormy's room. Let's go in there." And they went into this like I don't know, just a random conference room that yeah. someone had built a crib in. And Kylie goes, "Rise and shine <laughs> to Stormy," which is like that's not a tune that anyone has ever heard of before. Like I don't know what she was yeah. going for. It just felt very uncomfortable and weird. I was mostly uncomfortable by the lack of design. I was like very confused if that was her house and why the why the uh, nursery was so fugly. But that makes more sense. It was well, just and a- like the camera angle. It's like the camera <laughs> is set up in the room already, and then she kind of like opens the door yeah. and turns the light on. It's very like Paranormal Activity esque. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know the episode's going to be good when that's not even a major story. (laughs) Truly. We have got a lot of stuff here and ready for you. So (laughs) be prepared, people. But first up, we have a review left by someone named Professor Slughorn. So fellow Slytherin. Yeah. We have to stand. And... He, I'm going to assume, says, perfect for the pop culture obsessed. Whatever, Whether I agree or disagree with them, Maisel forever. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <And> this person, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I love to listen. Found you guys through the Swiftest podcast, which yeah. also, like, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> that <and> Maisel. <laughs> um, so glad you did a crossover episode. That was such a fun episode for mm. anyone who's not gone back and listened to some truly wild (laughs) takes on the taylor swift album like insane things were said in that episode (laughs) and we're excited because we're gonna drag matt onto our show swiftish to talk about cats when it comes out so we'll just be interesting you to some rabid fans matt so just be ready for that I was listening to Swiftish, just random plug here. <laughs> uh, maybe this was last week's episode. I can't remember. And you were talking about how there was some like competition where there was like five real Taylor oh, yeah. Swift fans and one fake mm-hmm. Taylor Swift fan. And they had to try to guess yeah. who it was. And I was like, I would be so good at that. <laughs> I I have listened to so many episodes of Swiftish. Yeah. I feel like I could answer all of these questions, but I still <laughs> hate Taylor Swift. So it's perfect. One day you'll wake up and you'll just... Just realize you're humming some Taylor Swift song and you you're a stan. You'll just open Twitter and you realize, oh my gosh, I started a stan account. Hashtag Matt Tay forever. How come Taylor hasn't released a um, Rise and Shine <laughs> video yet? Because Ariana did it. Well, because so. then people would be like, oh my gosh, Taylor, let it go. Why are you always bringing up the Kardashian drama? It's just that's a, true. It's that's just not true. a good look for her. <laughs> But if she's going to bring it up anyway, she might as well do a fun <laughs> meme to yeah. appease us. Well, what was funny is Khloe Kardashian 
tweet or on her Instagram story shared a Taylor Swift quote, like an inspirational quote to her stories, non-ironically, just like, and it said Taylor Swift on it. So it wasn't like she didn't know. It was all very odd. People didn't know what to take of that. So That is strange. Mm-hmm. Weird. <laughs> well, anyways, if you like our show and you want to leave us a review, that is great. It helps more people find the podcast, which is fantastic. Uh, you can leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or you can follow us at social media, Shel- on social media. Shelby is doing all kinds of good work on there all the time. I try. Mostly nagging me, but, you know, also <laughs> doing other things. Spreading truth, I think, is what you meant to say. Okay. Um, so anyways, let's get into the episode. Yes. Tell me something I don't know. Yeah, this story was very interesting to me. Um, Gina Rodriguez from... Uh, oh, yes. Oh, no. oh dear. Uh, uh, Jane the Virgin. What am I? Jane the Virgin. Gina Rodriguez, Jane the Virgin, was just on Instagram. She was just... Well, she wasn't even live. This is like something she recorded and then pressed upload. And so in her stories, she's in a makeup chair and she's singing along to... Um, a song and she sings the inward in this song in this like eight second clip she just happens to capture the moment where she sings the inward laughs at herself and uploads the video and of course people were like okay why'd you do that that's pretty you're not black like why would you say that like you should know better you know getting a little uh, in an uproar about it which was understandable but then Instead of just like pulling out the notes app right off the bat, she goes to Instagram story to post a apology video, oh, we'll mistake. call it, where mistake she's like, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Always yeah. go with the notes app. She's like, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it's too easy to pick apart someone's facial expression. And she did not seem sorry because she was basically saying the classic, I'm sorry I offended you, which to anyone still wondering, that is not an apology. Um, But she was like big eyed and just like, I'm sorry if I offended you. I love that song. I grew up on that song. I didn't mean any offense by it. I was just singing along to the song that I love that I grew up on as if that gives her a pass. It's like no one was mad about the song choice. No one was mad that you were listening to this. They were mad that you had the, I don't know, balls, I guess, to sing the N word, upload it and then try to make everyone feel bad for making you feel bad. And of course, that just added fuel to the fire. People were digging up past stories where Gina Rodriguez had said the N-word or had been (laughs) anti-black or kind of like all lives matter. There's multiple instances of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gina Rodriguez is is a problematic fave. But then as this came to a head, she finally took out the notes app. And wrote this long note, which clearly was written by someone else because it it was just like totally, totally different than her original apology. And it was just like, oh, yes, I understand now that the word I sang carries with it a legacy of hurt and pain that I cannot even imagine. And then she's like, I'm so I've let this community down. I have some serious learning and growing to do. And I am so deeply sorry for the pain I have caused, which I would be more willing to believe if she'd started with that but it just feels like a quick cleanup like okay like get the pr team on this she needs to say something that's less offensive than i'm sorry you were offended so gina rodriguez is probably going to be lying low for a couple weeks or maybe a few months and you know you'll just (laughs) 
have to excuse her if she's not singing to you on her Instagram stories anymore. Yeah, it's weird. Like, one, why are celebrities still so bad at apologizing? Like, we've seen (laughs) so many people do it incorrectly that it feels like you should know how to do it at this point. But I think for whatever reason, whenever a celebrity stumbles into one of these faux pas, they're so taken aback that someone would come for them (laughs) that that their immediate response is like, no, let me address this right away and say that I didn't do anything wrong because I don't think that anybody like intends to do something hurtful. So they feel like, well, I didn't intend Mm. to do something hurtful. So therefore it shouldn't be. And it's like, well, that's not exactly how it works. But then also (laughs) just like, yes, we all listen to music that has had, that has the N word in it. You know, you sometimes are like doing a lip sync in the car or whatever by yourself. And it accidentally like pops out (laughs) because it's just in your head. But Hey that yo. being said confessions with matt <laughs> that being said you do not post it so that other people can see it you know you realize like mm, that right. was a mistake that just happened in the spur of the moment and we <laughs> yeah. will not be uh revisiting that again we will not yeah. be sharing that with yeah. my millions of fans as like this is a fun thing to do <laughs> right it was just like it was totally random too. It wasn't like she'd been singing the whole song. It wasn't a whole thing. She was just sitting there and she had witnesses who could have been like, hey girl, maybe don't like delete that. How about you do that instead? And no, it was just, I don't, it just happened. She it was just so willfully ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that, uh, you know, was in the news. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. I have a truly baffling story to bring up here in Ooh, casting okay. news. I feel like there's always good casting news that we can dissect, but apparently they are making a Barney live action movie. <laughs> oh, starring yes. I forgot. Daniel Kaluuya. For those of you who don't know, this is the star of Get Out. He was in Widows. I think generally known as a serious actor, not necessarily a comedic force. He was in yes, he was in Black Panther, sort of like brooding in that. He will be playing Barney in this movie, which like just what is going on but then i ha- i have to read these like two statements that they released in the press release because yeah. it's just it's, you all need to hear this so barney was a ubiquitous figure in many of our childhoods then he disappeared into the shadows left misunderstood <laughs> said kaluya we're excited to explore this compelling modern day hero and see if his message of i love you you love me can stand the test of time <laughs> This sounds like they are discussing some, like, I don't know, you know, like, serious, uh, like, figure of of radical racial justice or something, you know, like, <laughs> who was, who was like, sidelined with cancer or something. Like, this, this in no mm-hmm. way, nothing in here accurately represents that Barney is a show for preschoolers where a grown man <laughs> dresses up like a dinosaur and sings with six-year-old Selena Gomez. <sighs> Yeah, so I it just it's just there's so many questions. Like, is he playing a real dinosaur? Is he playing a man in a dinosaur costume? Like, 
is this going to be really like rich and raw? Is it the Joker for children? Like I just, I need to know. Well then, okay. So then we got this next quote. Working with Daniel Kaluuya will enable us to take a completely new approach to Barney that will surprise audiences <laughs> and subvert expectations, added Mattel Films' Robbie Brenner. The project will speak <laughs> to the nostalgia of the brand in a way that will resonate with adults while entertaining today's kids. What? <laughs> like it's truly baffling. I, the the only thing I could think of is like is this going to be some somehow similar to like the Dora Explorer movie where mm. it's based on IP but is like aged up a bit but that was still a kids movie like is this a kids movie? I don't understand this subvert yeah, expectations. It sounds like yeah, they're making it sound like a drama, like an Oscar vehicle. Yes. Like it's like I I really can't picture what they're taking so seriously because it's it's Barney and who's been worried about where Barney disappeared to you know like what adult is like laying up at night being like I wonder what happened to Barney like and how has Barney been left misunderstood you know like (laughs) like who misunderstands him he's a dinosaur who sings happy songs to kids I I it's Isn't like it? yeah we get like okay the barbie movie cool like okay you want to make a battleship movie fine like transformers make it work but barney just was like really like is this what we're leaning into now like we're just scraping at the bottom of the barrel for for movies based on toys <laughs> well but the weird thing with this is like those other examples were toys that were then turned into movies this is a tv show that was then turned into a toy <laughs> that was then turned into a movie so it's like we already have a tv show like how is it is it not is it going to be like a behind the scenes kind of thing where it's like this is right. what like the actor who plays barney is like <laughs> Is Very this meta. a, like, Barney is a dinosaur when he's not on set? Like, what he does other times? Like, it's an origin story. <laughs> is it just is it just going to be an hour and a half of, like, him doing the show, you know, where he's, like, singing with kids or whatever? Just so confusing. It is very weird. It's, yeah, it's very weird. I feel like this week has had a lot of weird um, movie announcements. Or like, oh, yeah. Like, they announced Clueless was going to become a TV show that wasn't based in the 90s. And w- instead of following Cher, would follow Dion or... D, yeah. friend? D. And then it would be about solving murders or some sort of Riverdale aspect to it. And it's like, well, don't call it Clueless then. Like, you know. And then you had the Barney thing. And I feel like there was something else that I was just like, what is happening right now? Like, why are these the things we're making? I just like I understand the urge to be like Clueless was a successful movie. Let's make that Mm -hmm. a TV show, which they already did (laughs) once. But like you can do that again. But I and I also get the oh, well, Riverdale's popular. Let's do like Clueless, but have it be a mystery. But what I don't understand (laughs) is let's have Clueless. But we're going to take out the central iconic character from Clueless. (laughs) And then the other iconic thing about Clueless is that it's set in the 90s. So you're going to take both of those things and the mystery out. It's like, well, then what is left here? There's it's nothing clueless. It's yes. literally just Riverdale. <laughs> I guess it's set in but, a, like an LA school, but I think it could be cool to have like a mystery themed show set in a 90s high school. Like I'm into that, but with this <laughs> with the cast of Clueless, like yes, yeah, sign me up. 
but yeah. don't like put yeah. it in the 2000s and then and then just have one of the characters have the same name and not even have the main character from the movie be in the show like <laughs> ridiculous yeah it's all silly uh, I really feel like there was something else, but I can't remember it. So those are the two weird casting choices this week, at least. Oh, well, then there was there was all the Batman casting drama. I don't know if you were uh, going to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that, where it was like announced that Jonah Hill they thought was going to play the Batman villain. And then, oh, no, he's not. There was rumors like, yeah. is, it, is the villain in the new movie going to be Joker? Apparently not. Now it's been announced that Paul Dano is going to be playing the Riddler in in this which i'm like okay whatever sounds they should have done something more fun you know like john mulaney or something like quirky and zany instead of just like he's good but he's just always so serious and he always plays this sort of crazy dude well it falls in line with all of the other joker (laughs) batman news where it's like no, we can't do anything except for find the weirdest freaking white guy we can <laughs> and then stick him as like this crazy villain who is going to take the role far too seriously. Like, I think John Mulaney would be a great <laughs> choice for a villain or like yeah. give me, um, I don't even know, you know, like who is weird and funny and like Jonathan Van Ness as a villain <laughs> in a Batman movie, you know, like something different to spice it up. Yeah. Yeah. We should be casting movies. Uh, I mean, if you think about like old Batman villains, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, yeah, Jack Nicholson, um, Uma Thurman. It's like all kinds of mm-hmm. different people, mm-hmm. but no, Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. We just get weird people just doing the same weirdos. gambit over and over again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Any other news? Um, but yes, I have another scandalous starlet, um, Miley Cyrus, who has been in the news because frequently because of her breakup from Liam Hemsworth, and then she rebounded with a girl, the Gasp, and then uh, now she's been canoodling with Cody Simpson. Yeah. And so she and him were doing an Instagram live, which just celebrities need to stop doing this. But they were doing an Instagram live and she was talking about they were talking about the relationship or whatever. And she started talking about how like, oh, yeah, um, listen, ladies, you don't have to be gay because there are good men out there. Don't give up. And (laughs) she's like, you just have to there are good people with dicks out there. You just got to find them. You got to find a dick that's not a dick. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, like, I get she's probably joking, but again, you have a level of influence and um, power there that you should maybe wield a little better. And then Cody is like, LOL, you don't have to be gay. And Miley's like, yeah, I always thought I had to be gay because all guys are evil, but that's not true. And it's just like, I don't know how these people get away with saying like such stupid stuff without catching themselves because it's like, this immediately caused uproar because she's basically diminished. She's saying gayness is a choice that LGBT people are choosing this. And she's taking out like lesbianism as like, Oh, you just are lesbian because you can't find a man. And it's all these like things that have been said about the LGBT community for so long that have been used against them. And now this woman who has profited off of being a, you know, queer ally. And then she came out as queer herself is now kind of just being like lackadaisy, like, oh, yeah, I'm straight now, basically. And so she's getting a lot of heat for that. And honestly, I totally understand why. 
do we think that it's just like celebrities are so busy with whatever <laughs> they're doing that they can't, that they have no context of like the outside world? Because you yeah. feel like you've heard there's one of these type of stories once a week at least of some celebrity <laughs> saying something that they shouldn't putting their foot in their mouth having to go on an apology to her like sometimes they get canceled canceled but usually they're just like gone for a little while mm-hmm. and they come back and i don't understand like okay you're doing an instagram live why you're not aware of like okay these are topics that could be dicey like <laughs> let's not touch on them you know if yeah. i'm doing an instagram live i'm gonna be like and these are some of my favorite candies like look at this <laughs> candle i just bought you know random stuff that's like this is non-controversial i'm not gonna be like let me hop on instagram live and discuss like people with um you know like disabilities or like <laughs> let me discuss like the yeah. problem with race in our country it's like no <laughs> yeah no i think they're just surrounded by they just think they're so funny and clever and they're just they've been puffed up you know they're surrounded by yes men they're always being told yes. they're so funny they always have fans so it's just like in their head, any dumb thing they say is literal gold. And so they're just like, oh, yes, let me live stream my random thoughts. I'm sure it'll be so funny. And then it's just not. And it's just mm. a mess. Yikes. So. <laughs> uh, well, should we get into love it or hate it? Yeah. Tell me what you feel in this week. Oh, my gosh. So this <laughs> is very... This is... It's obscure now. It will not be obscure in a couple of months. So just everybody no, get ready for this. Are you going to spoil things for me? No. No, no, no. I would talk I about would Parasite? Never. I am going to talk about Parasite. No! Uh, I don't want to hear anything about it. I've been told n- I need to go in blind. Okay? Yes. I'm not, I'm not going to say a word about the plot. All okay. I'm going to say is, okay. okay, there's this movie. It's a Korean film <laughs> called Parasite. Directed by Bong Joon-ho, who has directed a bunch of things, including Snowpiercer and Oakjaw, Mm -hmm. which is on uh, Netflix right now. And so he made this movie called Parasite. It came out earlier this year at Cannes, uh, the film festival. I want to say it won Cannes? I think it did. Yes, yes. It won the Palm Door, which is like their big trophy. Um, and it was getting all of this good hype. It went through all of these fall film festivals. People loved it. It's got a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it was showing in only one theater the week that it opened here in New York. And it sold oh. out every single showing. Like it showed out mm-hmm. like Tuesday morning at 9am kind of thing. That's how yeah. many people wanted to see this movie. So I eventually got to see it this weekend. It was fantastic it's getting a lot of oscar buzz even though it's a korean movie the uh you know they're saying like this could be a best picture contender it could get acting Mm -hmm. awards i freaking loved it i think that anybody who has the opportunity to see it it's going to be like slowly rolling out to more cities so like houston and stuff and then and then if it becomes an actual oscar contender it'll probably end up most places but yeah like if you have the opportunity 100% go see it you will not uh, regret spending 17 dollars on this movie at all (laughs) anywhere it is fantastic and i won't say anything more than that because i don't want to spoil it the plot is so good (laughs) yeah i've been excited about it i've been uh hearing a lot of buzz and i had to finally mute the word on twitter because i just (gasps) i know something's gonna be spoiled or something because it doesn't get to houston till november 1st Uh, 
I know. Well, that's I only know. like two weeks, so. Yeah, yeah, but that's like. Did a you get year tickets already Twitter or no? Time. No, no, they're not. They're not for sale yet. But oh, okay. But I'm excited for it, and I, people are saying it has a chance to actually take the best picture instead of just best foreign. So that makes the whole uh, Oscar season a little more interesting, and <laughs> so we'll see. But I'm glad you liked it. It's that and Little. Those are the two movies that people are saying <laughs> really have little a lot of. Became this like thing that is connected to me like through and through. Like, please show me a quote in our podcast where I was like, this is my favorite film of 2019. You were so hyped for Little in that <laughs> in that year preview oh, thing. Word. You were like, this is going to be great. <laughs> Marseille Martin. And then that movie was a turd. <laughs> you don't get to talk about turd movies when your favorite movies consist of. Isn't it romantic? Serenity and the other Anne Hathaway Rebel Wilson vehicle. Um, Isn't it romantic is one of the great films of this year. <laughs> and I will stand by that 100%. <laughs> anyways, anyways let me talk about yeah, what did you love or I love it. Okay. So my, I was out of town this weekend, so I didn't get to go see any movies. So this is a change of pace for me. But I oh, okay. was reading this book called Red, White, and Royal Blue. <laughs> oh, my word i feel like is this the gay um like princes or whatever book yes it is a debut novel and it's about the um son of the u.s president falling in love with the prince of england and i have heard about it. it came out in may i think and it was instantly a bestseller the new york times bestseller everyone was very very excited about it one because it is this queer romance but two it it sort of does an interesting thing exploring like today's politics and it takes place sort of during the 2020 election in this alternate universe where someone who won didn't actually win but anyways i finally got it from the library and i was (laughs) reading it and it like melted my cold dead heart like completely i could not stop smiling while reading this book and rob would just like look over at me and i would just be grinning ear to ear and he would just roll his eyes and i'd just be like it's so cute and i ended up rereading it again and then i read all my my favorite bits again (laughs) i'm like obsessed i looked up tumblr like fan art like this is how deep oh my gosh shelby it's become an obsession you gotta get out this is (laughs) no no, you can't be looking at tumblr fan fan art yeah, Yikes. <laughs> but it was very cute. And most time it's a new adult novel. So it, it definitely has like more language and sex than a lot of YA novels do. But it's like a very cute rom-com in a book form. And it has just been so nice to have something that's like escapist, but it's also very well written. The characters are very engaging and it's just a very impressive debut novel and I can't recommend it enough. And I just can't wait for the movie to come out. I mean, not that it's been announced or anything, but you know, you know, it's going to happen, you know? Yeah. It feels like that feels like a very good movie. Like if that's (laughs) not on Disney plus or, um, yeah. I feel like yeah, like a that could no, easily it needs be a, a Netflix full movie. movie. No, 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 it needs the full red carpet experience. It's like Crazy Rich Asians feel good and like Love Simon, except less stressful because there's not like lying necessarily going on like in Love Simon, and it's just it's just so oh, I just loved it. I loved it so much. I think probably at least once a week about those bedrooms in Love Simon and just how like <laughs> yes. jealous yeah. I am of everyone I in that know. movie. 
Yeah. Uh, well, that sounds movie. fun. It's always great <laughs> when you can find a good book. Did you end up reading the new Margaret Atwood book? It's on my. It's in my queue. I. I have a library card now because I'm like an old adult or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. just nostalgic for my childhood. But um, so I'm like 10 weeks out from getting that, you know. <laughs> my cousin read it and said it was real bad. But but oh, it really? also just won the Booker Prize. So I don't I'm confused. Well, that a- and those those awards, I feel like it's like, of course, they're going to give it to her. She's coming off the hype of The Handmaid's Tale TV show being so great and like it's like wow our day to day she predicted it you know it's like whatever but yeah but like weird sequel i mean i don't know that just feels yeah. like not not so i i feel like those literary prizes are always like let me find the most obscure weird thing i could possibly <laughs> give it a award did to. uh did the harper lee um prequel oh win no anything? gosh no people no. ripped that to shreds <laughs> <laughs> well so. i'll have to read it and see if i like it i kind of don't think i will because i think it's sort of like George R. R. Martin with um Oh with yeah the, Kill me. It seems like it'll be hard for her to it's escape the prequels. shadow of the TV show. And I feel yes. like it'll influence her story anyway. So we'll Yeah, see. well that's what my cousin hadn't watched the TV show, but oh. but when she was describing the plot to me, I was like, This feels like connected e sort of. Yeah. Like not exactly, <laughs> but like could have been like, mm, that was a good idea. Let me pull that. Yeah. So <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'll let you know. Keep you posted. Uh, well, I think that's it for this episode. I am. Oh, yeah. I cannot overstate how excited I am for Thursday's <laughs> episode. We are doing the network TV pilot <laughs> rankings yet again. Oh, I think boy. that was my favorite episode of our whole like first year. I freaking <laughs> loved it. Watching these again, some of them are so bad. I cannot wait to talk about them. Like, I feel oh, like yeah. people last it's time. Be a doozy. Yeah, we're like, oh, well, I didn't watch any of those shows. So, like, why would I listen to them? So, like, who cares if you watch these shows or not? Like, you do (laughs) not need to watch them. We are not telling you to. But they are ridiculous. And we'll be talking about it. And hopefully it's entertaining. So, Mm -hmm, stick around mm -hmm. for that for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got 16 new shows to unpack from all the major networks. And uh, Matt gave me his ranking. I have my ranking. And I'm going to reveal our uh, averaged out ranking (laughs) on air to him and he has no idea what's coming so <laughs> yeah i'm terrified because shelby's taste is notoriously bad i'll say different so... than your bad taste yeah <laughs> so, who knows but uh until then you can follow us on social media we're at PSU wrong please leave us a review on apple podcast and we will see you on thursday bye <laughs> <laughs>